You have to make a, an aggregated device. No, I don't wish to do that. <laughs> no one wishes to make an aggregate device ever. Well, the only time that I've done that, that it's worked successfully, is when, uh, when I've been able to... Um, Hold all the devices, all the all the devices that form the aggregate device in sync using word clock. So when you're in yeah. f- like higher end hardware, that's really v- v- relatively straightforward. Mm. But um, you can't word clock your, you know, the headphone output of your Mac. That that audio device no. is not available for that. So no, always seems yeah. to result in technical stuff, isn't it? Disaster, darling. Right there we go. That seems to be working. I, I haven't, I haven't be mentioned before, Chris, but I do like your um, background. Stop it. He's gone for a full black. This is for videos. But but with with a little little cheeky peek at the side. As to yeah. The videos are cropped like here, so that's uh, fine. Okay. But I also right. have to, like, I wouldn't be wearing, this is just something to wear, but, like, I'd normally, I have to wear a white T-shirt on that. I think you should have a green background and a green T-shirt. So just <laughs> your head floating. This floating. is like a, 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 a polo neck, you know, yeah. so it's like literally just a head floating. A green polo oh, neck would I be need very to get that polo. Yeah, I need to get that polo neck now. Like actually... Yeah. And long sleeves, so it's just a head yeah. and hands. Like yeah, nothing, yeah. No, nothing else. The hands can gesture, but nothing else is visible. That's bloody brilliant, Ooh. actually. Uh, so I'm, I That'd may be a have cool to... flair to the videos, wouldn't it? I may have to get up during this um, call because Amazon have said they are so many stops stops away. away. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, the way I'm going to open this up is just Daniel Halford, what on earth is a music producer? And that's that's where we begin the podcast. Unless we include everything before that, which we usually (sighs) do anyway, so it's fine. (laughs) How does that sound, Dan? (laughs) Yeah, it sounds like an interview I was in once. Oh, great. Someone was like, Dan, so um, music, where's it going? (laughs) Oh, God. Oh, like a speculative kind of thing. No, it's like a job interview. I was like, uh, oh, right. uh, Right. This is going to be one of these things where there's no actual... I'd done masses of preparation for things that were relevant to to the work. And uh, as soon as that was asked, I was like, oh, they're not going to actually ask me any questions about things. They're just going to say, like, um, conceptual kind of. Yeah. They're not, inter- they're not interested in knowledge. They're interested in, you know, my, my perspective on things rather than, and, 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 you know, I don't, you can't really prepare that. No. So then in my head, I was just like, try and be coherent. <laughs> 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 that was it. Is that most job interviews, uh, isn't it? Well, I <laughs> don't normal. know. I, you know, try and avoid job interviews where possible. But go on then, say your say your words. All right, Daniel Halford. Yes. What's a music producer? How how long a pause? Do you think it's <laughs> acceptable to leave? I'll put some cricket noise in there before or something we go, <laughs> before we go to the safety tape. Um, <laughs> I don't know. That's a very difficult. Uh, uh, well, I think by saying music producer, you've already uh, h- started to narrow uh, narrow the funnel. 
Um, still quite broad though, isn't it's it? It's still pretty broad. Yeah. Yeah. Because well, is it different if I said record producer? Does that does um, that feel different? Y- yeah, I think it. I think I think music producer has some baggage. I think record producer has some baggage. Both of them are tighter, perhaps, than producer. Mm. But you do hear you do hear that a lot in in a, in a variety of contexts. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I think record producer is probably slightly easier to define because it hasn't spread out a little bit it hasn't spread out quite as widely as producer but mm. i mean i was thinking about this prior to um prior to this this conversation and um i was starting with like well what what does what does a what does a what does produce or producer actually mean yeah right and like you know do, is there anything is there anything in that, because I could say what I understand to be a record producer, and I could say what I understand to be a music producer, and I could also say what I understand other people to understand to be something. So I could say what I believe the 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 accepted understanding of those those terms are, yeah. but whether or not they make a lot of sense. So I was thinking, like a producer. So is a a producer is somebody who creates something, like there's a product. Right. It suggests there's a product. Indeed. If you produce a product or a production. Um, and I think sometimes those two things are get get muddled. So let, let's, uh, you know, there, there's a lot to unpack. Let's go back to your original question. What is a music producer? Well, it's somebody who's involved in the, produ- in, in the production of some music. Uh, I think that hopefully that's sort of inherent in the, in, in the, in the phrase, but um there seems to be two dominant strands of understanding um one of which would be a role which i occupy from from time to time um where my my work is to take the artistic intent and the performance of artists and uh, and from that produce a a recording which eventually becomes a record or you know is uh-huh. distributed in some way um but i don't have direct involvement in the compositional or the performance aspects of mm. of that piece right so yeah. for example if i was producing a recording of a string quartet i would neither write the music for the string quartet nor would i play the one of the instruments, mm-hmm. but I would yeah. still be identified on the sleeve as the producer. Yeah, because in some genres, like I, I think it's one of those things. The definition depends on the genre. That like the kind of, uh, yeah. Let's use the word genre for now. Yeah, yeah. genres. Um, because in some genres, the, a producer to me, I'm like that's actually an artist. Yeah, but they'd mm. put themselves forward as a music producer. I'm like, well, that makes sense to them because they're pushing buttons, you know, and they're clicking on things and they're inside Logic Pro or Ableton Live or, or whatever. But for me, I'm like, well, you're an artist as much as anything, right? You've created this. Because some people see the conception through to the through the production, increasingly so, actually, as I think as time mm. goes on. Um, 
all in one creative process, right? But for but in some areas, maybe more, you know, rock music and what have you, the producer is they're in the studio, but they're not necessarily like they're not necessarily uh they're more like a director of things. Mm. Right? Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean I think it's yeah. interesting that you said uh, you'd see them as a producer if they were pushing buttons or, or you know, they that might be an element that, that influences whether you would say somebody was a producer. Um, in that in that genre, I think yeah, people exactly. think like that. Yeah. Oh oh no, a- a- absolutely. No, I think yeah. I understood it like that. But it's it's interesting because um uh a producer in 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 another world would, would be very unlikely to press the buttons. Yeah, right. Like it would be an engineer. Yeah, right. Or, or, or some kind, or uh, you know, a technical operator, technician of some kind would sure. be, would be operating. And you know, you were just saying about, um, you know, potentially, a, um, you know, a rock music producer from the golden ages of, uh, you know, record production. Mm-hmm. They would be uh, sitting in the sofa at the back of the studio with you know a girl on each knee, not <laughs> actually, uh, not actually pressing buttons, not sure. actually playing the instruments. Uh, not actually writing the music, yeah. so what? So what is that role? Right. Uh, you know that. I think that that's that's the that's the question, and uh, and so that that that's the element that I think is the confusion, or n- not necessarily confusion. I think it's clearly understood in each genre strand. But when those things meet, it can be uh, yep. muddling. So mm. I I I had noted down this um, this conversation I had a few years ago. Uh, which was basically exactly along these these lines. I was asked by a record company to provide my um, credit information for an album, and like how right. I would li- how I'd like to be credited, and the other and the other people working with me. So I sent sent that off. That was fairly fairly re- routine, um, and they came back say, "Well, you can't. I mean, you can't possibly be. You can't possibly be the producer because." X is the producer, and I uh, no no she she's the she's the composer and indeed she was a performer uh, right. on one one particular element, but yeah. there I, I I forget the label I want to say like warp but I'm pretty sure it wasn't warp but it was something like that it was a sort of slightly edgy electronic kind IDME of IDME yeah kind and there yeah. and there was a but they were well, they were doing like this crossover thing so there was uh, like a full string orchestra and uh, sure. harpsichord and all this kind of s- stuff um which which is why I was involved in the in the first place and and that was actually mixed in with electronic stuff so it was electronic perf- electronic performer um with the string orchestra with the um with with the harpsichord player so it was a kind of fairly unusual uh, ensemble um and the person operating the electronics and had pre-written the, the the electronic parts was, in my view, the composer and the performer of those parts. But and right. in the record company's view, she was the producer. Okay. She produced the beats, didn't it? Yeah. You see. So, uh, <laughs> you know, but I I had <laughs> listened to the beats, yeah. and the uh, the performances on the the various other instruments and said whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa stop we need to go back and do this section again that bit uh-huh. could be better in tune this bit uh, you know you, you need to start this a little bit a bit earlier and i had got and i wasn't making those decisions uh purely uh artistically uh, or, or mm. and 
think that's probably the, not a good way of expressing. I wasn't making those decisions purely um, as decisions of mine. I was making those decisions based on a score that had been written sure. mm. uh, to define the, the perfor- performance. And therefore, I considered myself to have produced that record in the same way as I would produce another record. But they went very strongly, ah, oh, no, you can't possibly have that credit. Anyway, we back, went backwards and forwards and eventually I can't remember, I actually can't remember what the end result was, but I think it was that that uh, the person who had written the music was credited as the composer and the performer and I was prefer- uh, credited as um, producer or we took a co-production credit or something. There was some, there was some strange, right. you know. Yeah. But it, okay. but it was at that point where, where that sort of clash occurred mm. and it just had never occurred to them that you know they were thinking I would be the I don't know, the microphone putter in placer or you know I don't know <laughs> right yeah called it by or something like that I don't know how they would right. have credited it. That's where it gets fuzzy, right? Especially mm-hmm. it makes sense to me that in the world of Warp Records or such record companies but, that that yeah. stuff. I'm not would... sure it was actually Warp. Mm. It was something. It was it, if yeah, it right. It was something like that. Yeah, in that area. Yeah, mm. like because that is a clash of all things, isn't it? Mm. It's a mixture of all things. Yeah. Um, because I remember once um, when I was at college, music tech, uh, my my lecturer there, um, Jay Ralph, shout shout out to him. He he once said. There's a di- big difference between because I'm glad you brought up the maker of beats. He was like, "There's a difference between beat maker and producer, right?" <laughs> that was he drew a line between the two, right? Because uh, I think people like us, the three of us, might look at someone who puts themselves forward as a music producer and say, "Well, okay, that's a beat maker." Like especially mm. in the make the beat making world, which is a whole thing in itself, actually. You know, because there's like the buying and leasing of beats and all of this stuff. Mm. Um, especially in like rap music and, um, and what yeah, have you. Yeah, there's like sort of yeah. speculative production. Yeah. You produce a beat and then you see if somebody mm. would like to license it from you. Yeah, right. So, um, exactly. So, uh, yeah, that's where, you know, that's where this definition gets a bit mm. like... And how did, he def- how did he divide beat maker from producer then? Like he, uh, producer to him is someone... Is probably how you would define it, Daniel. Okay, so more um, like a sort of a did. Well, that's mm, yeah. Mm, I well, mean, that's more like the role I would. T- anyway, I don't know. Yeah. So, I mean, I think the way that I would define, like, for me, like this is really abstract and quite broad, um, almost intentionally. But like, a producer for me is someone who, who sees the process of. Uh, the creation of the musical work to recording is some, someone sure. who yeah. helps bridge okay. that gap, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, and that's extremely broad, and there's like so many. Yeah, and that and of course can that. also include somebody who's written the music, uh, who, exactly. who's also you know composed the music to use the term <laughs> that I would be more familiar yeah. with. Yeah, or, but the word con- composed and produced does appear to be used interchangeably in some sure in some mm. genres yeah so i think that's how he would define producer and then someone who makes beats in the computer is a beat maker and right? the producer might uh say hire a beat maker 
or collaborate with the beat maker and, a, and an artist. Yeah. I, Maybe. You know, it, it, I think that a lot of this is just semantics because we sort of know oh, what yeah. we mean. Yeah. <laughs> we know was, what we mean. And everybody, oh, it's very semantic. Everybody knows what they mean Yeah, yeah. in yeah. their own environment. But it's when, when, when you have to try and define or put all these things together into one unified, mm. you know, the unified theory of music production or whatever we'll call this. Um, <laughs> You have to but, try and be a yeah. bit more specific. It's yeah, yeah. it is. It, and but it's it's good that you brought up the story that you did because it it does usually become a problem when the the like, things like credits are concerned, right? Yeah. And I think because oh, yeah. I think people like they attach themselves to the words that they use to describe what they do. Yeah. Or there's an assumption that a, a particular word implies a something. Yeah. I mean that that was the issue there that they they felt that by having the word producer attached to my name it would imply a compositional element that sure that wasn't warranted and that was sure. you know reasonable because I think so we've got on one on one end of the spectrum we've got beat makers on the other end on the opposite end we have Rick Rubin <laughs> yeah right who yeah famously doesn't quote unquote do anything like hands on hands off yeah yeah like to the i mean he he, he famously as well doesn't actually have any musical expert expert quote unquote musical expertise i'd argue that he does but like mm. you know what i mean like the traditional mm. in the traditional sense um i mean he's even been he's even had it fed back to him that he doesn't do any work and or, or something like that like i think there was there was a there was a thing between him and Corey Taylor from Slipknot, which I think has been resolved between them since then, um, because he would just sit at the back of the studio, um, hmm. and have that, and you know, have that kind of mentory, kind of coachy, kind of role, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. So but, then the argument is like, hmm. if he wasn't sitting at the back of the studio, yeah. would things have worked out the way they did? Right. Exactly. So. Yeah, because sometimes you have to be like, okay, cool. But, well, if you take that away, what's what's missing? That difference is what that person does. Sure. Have you ever seen? Have you ever had this scenario? Somebody asks you some technical question, you know, like, oh, I've been trying to do this and it and it's not working. It's just not working, like on a computer or something. Mm -hmm. And you say, okay, let me just stand behind you and you do it again, and they do it and it works. <laughs> yeah. Like, do you think yeah. there's an element of that? Yeah. There's somebody just standing behind you. Yeah. Keeping an eye on you and suddenly Yeah. You know, because that, that's that's valuable, right? Like that, you know, for me, like it's more important to like who helps make decisions or who makes decisions as opposed to who was at the desk or who was at the yeah. at the console. I mean, maybe maybe that's that's Maybe I'm biased because I kind of have like the way that I do my work is very much like that. Like it's very much like, hey, you got this. You know, I'm just here uh, to help. But um, you know, I mean, for me, like a music producer is someone who who makes like very crucial decisions between musical work to sound recording. That's the only way That's that also I can like, like a quite a broad definition. Yeah, thing. yeah. But it but it does capture a lot of things. Yeah. Sure. So yeah. It's a tricky let's, one though. Let's let's try another approach. Let's go let's go back. When I'm producing a record, this is what I do. Um I speak to the people who are going to play the record. Mm -hmm. 
I speak to the person who's going to conduct those people. Um, I choose with them an environment in which we can make that recording mm-hmm. physically. Like, is it is it going to be a big open space, a quiet, a smaller, uh, less reverberant space? Is it suitable because it's quiet enough? Um, also, does it have logistical requirements that we need? You know, are you going to need to bring percussion or double bass? You know, will you need to get a truck there? Those sort of things. Uh, those elements I would consider elements of production. Uh, on the on the, the sessions of recording themselves, I will sit in the control room. I will listen to what is being performed. I will have the score in front of me, which I will have looked at in advance. If it's a piece of music that's been pl- recorded many times before, I will have also have listened to many previous recordings of the same piece and made notes. While they're playing, I will listen to what they're playing. I will look at the score. If they deviate from the score, I will mark that. If right. uh, a, a section is played uh, inaccurately in some way, or I feel could be played better, I will mark that. I'll interrupt them, bring them back to particular positions. I will tell them where I need them to start and tell them need to stop. I'll be thinking forward to how I will actually assemble all those pieces that we gather up in the edit. Mm -hmm. Uh, Sometimes I will have the conductor come in and listen with me and we'll have a discussion um, about whether the sound is right or the balance between particular instruments in a way that the, the conductor could influence uh, with the with the musicians, or if it's a solo performer, um, you know, had an experience with a pianist one time where this one particular passage just didn't didn't sound right for some reason. I had him come in. He listened to the listened to the playback and said, "Ah, that's what it sounds like to you. It sounds completely different from me in front of the keyboard. I know what to do." Went out again, played it differently. You know, did something differently. I don't know what they did. But the sound was totally different, and it was, uh, and everything blended together as it should be. So, but asking them to come in—that was a decision that that, that I made. Um, mm. Later on in the in the process, after the session has concluded, I will uh, review the takes that I have with along with the scores and notes that I've made and the writing that I make on the scores at the time. I've got any near me, near me, but you know, I usually have a pile next to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I will select the sections that go together uh, best, that have the fewest errors, that have the, the elements of the performance that the performers were most happy with, um, and join them together in a seam- seamless manner. When there's multiple microphones or multiple instruments, mm-hmm. I'll set the balance. I'll do the mix pro- process, basically, on, on, the, uh, on the record and send it back out, and there'll probably be some iterations with the artist or with the conductor um occasionally through through the record company as well if they want to you know pretend that they're doing something important they'll listen to it and come back with you know add more midi to the bass drum and then you come and then <laughs> and then you send it off and there we go done so, and that's that's what i would uh you know that's what i would uh, do and and for that i would want a credit produced by daniel helford I, w- mm. I would argue a produced and engineered by Daniel Halford. Sure. Sometimes sometimes yeah. I will go for that. Yeah. Because you included quite a lot of engineering there. Uh, sure. Yeah. So, so yeah. I, actually, sometimes uh, in the studio, I could work with somebody else who does the score, who makes the decisions about starting mm. and stopping and so on. But I will be listening, I will be operating the, the tape machine. Uh, I will be operating the computer. Um, <laughs> Choosing the microphones, choosing microphone positions, listening for any um, 
technical aberrations and that will be my sole focus and somebody else will have no focus on that but yeah, yeah so that is yes you're right that is a producer engineer role but that's typically what what i would mm. do so would it be accurate to describe you as a producer and engineer producer slash engineer well in 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 that context yeah, in, that in context, general, all those things yeah in, i would think so and in general like if oh, you were to... like how do i define myself yeah like as as an as an entity yeah um i've ne i've never had a good answer to this somebody once politely referred to my work as as being a portfolio career um i think by which is sort of a nice way of saying well it's a bit of this a bit of that yeah <laughs> anything, right. anything that somebody would put i mean um quite often i go with uh so so it depends really on the sector um but in music yeah uh recording engineer i would i would usually use in music um for for when there's a record but quite often i use um arts technology consultant okay so uh that includes a lot of work with live productions broadcasts um and indeed non-music based sound art um okay. work so if some if something was say like a an um a sonic art installation mm. and the questions were all sort of about the technology of how you would realize that within a particular space mm -hmm. um that's that's where I'd go for um and then obviously there's like a there's a teaching element mm -hmm. um you know that that doesn't really fall into to to those and the research element and so 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 yeah i mean in my work making recordings i generally go with recording engineer okay um and in the last example that you used mm. like just for the sake of the audience like what vertical of music is that is that uh who what who was the artist what does that project look like musically oh which which one the 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 one the one where there was a the one that i just described as like what i would do yeah oh um that would typically be uh, orchestral, choral, solo, sure. solo acoustic instrument, mm -hmm. something like that. Cool. I mean, you you came with me on a on a uh, opera recording. I would, we did all those things. Yeah, um, yeah. I would class that um, in in there. Uh, you know, I've just done a piano record, uh, so there was no, you know, there was only one performer, um, and there was no, you know, no conductor. But the the composer was present, so I worked with the composer. Mm -hmm. And the performer to try and get the result we want you know uh so yeah it would tend, it tend to be uh in as you say in the yeah, in that in that vertical um where it where it gets muddy is where, where it's in crossover or um sometimes where it's in um like film scoring or media where the 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 emphasis is is similar but ever so slightly shifted so the most important thing in like a film or media session is to uh get through the material in the time available in an acceptable manner rather than um execute somebody's artistic uh intent to the mm -hmm. to the most uh to to the nth degree so you're not really concerned with was the performance by the pianist uh, conveying the emotion that they intended to convey to the maximum capability possible, mm -hmm. you're you're thinking, uh, did the pianist play that cue correctly, and can we move on to the next one? Uh, so, so it's kind of you know a, a subtle but important difference. One is more 
like art orientated and one is i suppose more like outcome orientated sure uh i don't know if i've expressed that very well but um mm. you know if you're working with an artist to deliver their vision as a record or you're working with an artist to get a massive amount of music recorded in a short period of time in a way that will be acceptable for the commercial end use, like to go underneath a film, mm -hmm. you might let a few things through that you that you would stop on an artistic one. Um, and a, but on an artistic record, you might be more tempted to allow or choose a take that had maybe some technical aberration, but but the performance was better, and then like hope that you could hope that you could fix it in post um, right you know f think okay i could fire up rx on that when i get home um but the performance is bang on whereas like on a film session you'd be like well i tried to avoid wasting any more time you know i'd rather do that section again and yeah get that little bump gone rather than you know that will be quicker mm. overall i'm glad you brought up film actually because um the word producer in I mean, you tell like, isn't it that the word producer there means an entirely different thing? Um, yeah. So I spoke with Nell about this um, this morning because uh, there's there's other elements of production I think we should talk about. But yeah, f but film film is a good example because she was saying like uh, you know if you think about if you think about film producer, um, they may not even be there. Yeah, right. On on the on the time of the, uh, the like the moment that the art is enacted, mm -hmm. the producer uh, might would probably not be on the set. Quite often, would not be sure. on the set. Um, and the artists who are present are perhaps the actors, um, and they're directed by the director who has an artistic element to their work, and the the uh, director of photography uh, and the camera operators they have a artistic element but they also have a, a sort of a progress and technical element to it so if you were sort of trying to apply the same kind of general uh definition you might say well a, 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 a director in a film was was part of bringing the the artistic intent sure. to the screen so that that's a sort of uh, producing role the the uh, director of photography again as bringing the story intent, the artistic intent to the mm -hmm. to the screen. But yeah, I mean, in film, the producer is f far more um, like an administrative and usually financial centre. Yeah. So mm. um, they will probably uh, appoint the heads of department and the directors, or maybe they will appoint the director and the director will appoint the heads of the department. Um, but they might, they're very unlikely, in fact, to be on the set going, yeah, yeah, I think we need to move that light up a little bit. Or maybe sure. if you could just turn slightly more towards the camera when you deliver that line or, you know, that's not their role. Whereas mm -hmm. the equivalent in in music production <clears throat> would be very much like that. You know, we, we need to move. I think we'll try pushing the mics a little bit higher, see if we mm -hmm. can get a bit more of the room in or, uh, you know, could you perhaps play out that solo line a little bit more um soloistically mm -hmm. uh, so that it carries over the rest of the orchestra or something you know that <clears throat> those elements would be the producer yeah because yeah. i've always thought of like the music produce the equivalent of a music producer in film is a director in in the way that you describe yeah. it mm -hmm. they've got they've gone from they're going from idea to tangible yeah 
and they're and they're usually running a team. Yeah. To enable yeah. to enable that. Yeah. Yeah, but, but there's another argument that the director could be more like the conductor. Sure. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And like f- finding yeah, yeah. finding these parallels is going to be yeah, right. It's going to be difficult. So do do you think in the music terms, a producer is just the highest level of authority for that project? And actually, That's you can question. boil it down to have. Mm. So the, from the other end of being a creative, you're making something. The old, I say, I hate to be a bit old, but if we think of a 1950s music producer, it is the financial, which then dictates pretty much everything else in the project. Because if the producer doesn't sign off on you hiring a string quartet or, or a or group of backing singers, regardless of whether you're going to be the person in charge of that creative direction of that content if it's not going to be available in the room then mm. it's not going to happen is it so yeah they've got to manage just the thinking, time and the budget yeah because i'm thinking about all the projects i've been a part of where in mastering it's the end of the production <laughs> i guess you could say mm. and i'm always asking who the point person is on this project so who is the person at the end of the day when i get an entire band saying i want x part made more yeah. forward in the recording me, or yeah yeah and you go well i can take all your input but actually at the end of the day one of you has to be the person yeah i well, would I mean, that's the thing. call you can't that person make art the producer by committee can you so you need it, yeah exactly <laughs> so somebody <laughs> yeah. somebody's got to take that because otherwise yeah. everything would be at full loudness i mean somehow we're at that point uh-huh. anyway but but you know because dipping back to rick rubin i would say one of the things he's famous for is stopping arguments in the room Right. By being, as you said, doesn't do anything until someone goes, I'm going to smash this guitar over this person's head. And then he says, no, you're not. Perhaps Let's go not. out and talk yeah. about this. Yeah. It's like, um, chill, <laughs> chill, man. Like, you don't yeah. have to do that. But, but that, like, there has to be someone who is steering the ship so right. it doesn't just keep going around in circles either. Because also, I, I would say that's a big part of, like, when you're producing dan someone has to be the person that says no that phrase was crap everyone else in the room might be afraid to tell this massive body of of, um uh, people who've just recorded this complicated piece actually with rubbish you guys can do this way better who has the stance in that room on that day to be that person who has to walk up to this very famous concert pianist and go I think we should do that again. Yeah. I like, want to that, try that takes again, guts. It... <laughs> well, I mean, I suppose I, I I do that because I don't know. Does it take a... I don't know. I think it's I, I either I'm either I'm sort of slightly oblivious to how other people are feeling about <laughs> these things or um, or I just don't care enough or I care about I care about more about the, the, the you know, I'm like mm. focused into the job and not really thinking so much about about or that it's your role so like yeah, actually no one I, minds exactly. you're doing it no no I'm, well i expect to do that and i expect mm. people to expect me to do that and if yes. they don't expect me to do that then that's uh, that's either a, a failure in planning or it's uh it might be initially surprising but yeah. they would quickly get over it i think when they realize that we're, what we're all mm. trying to do is deliver the best I mean, there's the most famous story, and I'd recommend our listeners watch this. It's on Netflix. It's called um, oh, the Jimmy Iovine and Dre 
documentary. Um, the, the Defiant ones, I think. Okay. Mm-hmm. And in the section we're talking about G, uh, Jimmy Iovine, they talk about him producing Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers down the Torpedo Records. And famously, Refugee, it's like the 75th take, all, all played live, and he made them do it that many times. And they're like, and, but, he, but he was saying, people would call me crazy then, and they call me crazy now for doing that. And me and Tom got in huge arguments over the fact that he made us do that. And the band absolutely hated me. However, every single time it comes on the radio, they phone each other and say, how amazing that track still sounds. 50 years later, 40 years later. And so, so, so to have someone in that room at the time, to have the vision bigger than the band, bigger than the group, and to say, we're going to do this this many times. And I know you think I'm insane, but tr- please trust me, I know what I'm doing. Mm. Well, That's I think, when yeah. I think, yeah, a, a producer's role takes on more than just even creativity. It's, it's knowing where the line of insanity lies as well maybe <laughs> for some of these for some Sometimes of these productions we worry which side we may, we may yeah. be on um yeah f- from my perspective it's more it's less that i would have like a greater vision uh than the artist that's usually i would say almost always not the case i think what is the case is um all of me is focusing on uh on the the whole of the of the of the, yeah. of the performance whereas Every individual is uh, to take an ensemble performance. Every individual is focusing on a variety of things: what they're playing, uh, you know, physically uh, uh, operating their instrument, listening to what other people, paying attention to the conductor. The conductor is also thinking of a variety of different things. Or a solo performer is 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 the performer, mm. and I'm the only person who's not all those things thinking about it's the that distance yeah mm. it's, it's just providing so i'm listening to things from the perspective of a listener yeah mm. uh, at the time that they're performing it do you yeah. see what i mean and so i so so they might uh, so quite often we have you know artist confessions so we come to the end of a take and they're like oh no i you know i played this bit mm. wrong way okay and um and sometimes that's useful uh depending on what you but if it didn't if it didn't cause an issue at the time in your in your headphones or on the monitors while you were listening to it like you can you can speak up and say yeah no that 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 bit wasn't that wasn't uh, a problem but i would like to look at x or that you know what something that that happens quite often is that um particularly on very uh very large or sort of distributed ensembles which is uh increasingly the case at the moment because everybody's a long way apart from each other is that uh, you and your headphones will have a much better um, perspective on how um, how well together everybody is than any individual actually um, in the ensemble. Yeah, <laughs> um, and so you can you can say you know with confidence like that wasn't together, like that sounds sloppy, and they might have thought yeah nailed it, mm. uh, you know because they played their bit right. Yeah. It's like what collectively. It wasn't. It wasn't good. Just to like steer this conversation in a mm. bit of a weird direction now. So, do you think there's an issue then, when, because historically, very very blandly, it's there's always a producer in the room with a band or an artist, and then the late sixties, early seventies, there's a huge transition of of artists and bands getting producer credits on their album, 
producing their own music, having more of a a, a creative security of their of their content. Like there are big deals made by Zeppelin in the seventies that there will be no one in the room other than Plant and Page making decisions on the music and things like that. And that was driven from a financial point, almost as much as a creative point, because the way deals were done, producers got more revenue. So do you think there is now an issue because of how that's transitioned that artists who don't have a producer can struggle? Now, I don't necessarily agree with this. I just want to unpack that as a as a thing. Like, because of the way it happened, do people think, oh, I'm an artist, I should produce myself because lots of people I respect produce themselves? Well, forgetting I mean, that lots back. of these artists, sorry, sorry, but forgetting yeah. lots of these artists never started out producing themselves. They were almost mentored by some of the greatest producers of all time and then started producing themselves. And um, that's right, that's, that's, that's yeah, a very no, big, I, yeah. <laughs> broad it's, question. Um, yeah. I think some of this goes, to, goes back to uh, the rather broad and ill-defined uh, range of, <laughs> of, um, of activities yeah. that can fall under, under producer. So, yeah, I can... Mm. I can well imagine that some artists wanted to take more um, creative control uh, of their, you know, they didn't necessarily want somebody saying, oh, you know, I think you should have an extra chorus or, or you know, I don't know, like, you know, actually trying to change. <laughs> more cowbell. The, yeah, more cowbell, that kind of thing. But um, I'm not sure many of the artists would want to kind of handle you know, we're, we're sort of desperately hoping to handle more of the studio booking and admin process and, yeah. you, you know, making sure that the right players were available at the right, you know, and getting the, mm. getting this, that and the other person on standby mm -hmm. or booking your piano tuning or what, you know, I don't think, I don't think they were keen on that. So, so yeah, they were, they probably want, that was possibly a reaction to, um, Mm, you know however i say it, it's going to come out wrong but they're sort of like over meddling in the art by the by the by the producer yeah and they wanted to try and different you know draw a line between you that can't compositional come this side of the glass. yeah and yeah. and uh, but but you can still yeah. do the other production role i mean that ties in quite nicely you know i said i, I spoke to nell this morning about about uh, about this in preparation for the, the podcast and uh, it's interesting because she runs a team, um, including uh, event producers, event production managers, and so on. Um, and so I was thinking, like, well, they're basically producing events. What are they? What are they doing? There's there's essentially no artistic involvement at all. Mm -hmm. um, it's all kind of administrative um, and logistical, but Without that role, the art cannot occur um, because mm -hmm. so this is all in like live, for example, um, their jobs include things like making sure that the instruments are there. Like, is there a piano? Is it there? Is it tuned? Are there backline requirements for the uh, <clears throat> the band met? Um, you know, did they did their rider request a particular kind of drum kit? Have we got it? Um, is is uh, somebody scheduled on to do monitors, to do front of house sound, um, lighting, stage management, uh, ushering? When you've got, you, you know, and that, and that's a, you know, that's a whole industry of production, 
it doesn't end up in a record it does but it does end up with an artistic element so as producer just in any way you deem from the individual the facilitator of art so it doesn't mean a creative thing it just means you allow the thing the film the installation the event the music mm. to be realized in reality in front of an audience sure in that context it doesn't mean a yeah. creative creative no. thing but there could be creative questions that 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 person yeah. tackles the step back one to the to the sort of thing i do well there's a lot of uh creative art decisions in that facilitation and then if you step step back again to the uh i'm a producer of edm or whatever uh mm. they're they're the they're they're the all the creative decisions mm -hmm. because that producer is somebody sitting in front of ableton you know compose nobody says yes i'm a composer <laughs> of um uh i don't know what all the kids listening to these days i mean no uh, idea yeah exactly but, <laughs> none uh, of us do no so yeah. yeah anything i say is going to age me horribly but you know um yeah like nobody says i'm an edm composer sure no. Like if you if you look at uh, I don't know like um, who are major producers if if you think about like in that in that uh, field like um, uh, is Dead Mouse yeah people a I was going to say yeah, yeah Dead Mouse is he a composer or um, or, or the pe people in that kind of mold it, it, are they a composer would they identify themselves as a composer what what how would they identify themselves i think most people would say dead mouse is a producer yeah um he would mm. he and he, but he would he specifically would go on a long one about this actually he's quite because he's actually quite yeah. as a person quite talkative about these things but that's a really good that's a, that's a uh, really good example because you might find he is the person that would say no do you know what i would say i'm, a, I'm an arranger yeah, right. and a composer and an orchestrator and a creative director because i was gonna in in my notes i made for this i was in a part of a project recently where it was a creative director who was the top point person with a producer underneath them okay and i thought is some of these titles um made up for hierarchy so that Definitely. there is there is just that thing of going there has to be a tower there has to be a stack someone has to say yes or no and be the only person to say yes or no but if you had a and live so, event yeah. okay so i could definitely imagine a live event you could have somebody mm. who was calling themselves the creative director and they would have a producer or product production manager or yeah. team of production managers under them <laughs> implementing their creative direction mm. but i think in other areas yes you we will we can climb higher than the producer and that's to maybe the executive producer so that would oh, be I, that I would be say, a, a producer who, whose focus i would say is entirely on on um mm. money essentially raising it distributing it uh, maybe maybe some elements of kind of selecting the you know selecting artists that that would produce I, I, it's yeah it's mm -hmm. really difficult i mean i think in you know the executive producer on projects where I, which I've worked on have had an executive producer. They they have been money uh, kind of overall direction, but haven't really been in the weeds on the uh, on the uh, administrative or logistical elements, or indeed the creative elements. Mm -hmm. But they have been 
kind of the top of the stack because money was dictated you know dictates mm. a lot of a lot hands of off until needed i mean you mm. can yeah even... possibly yeah. As far to say is, if that person's not needed in that project, then great, the producer's done their job and the people below they've done their job, and then it's yeah. I right. was gonna say the other thing we we haven't we 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 haven't really uh, explored uh, like um, DJ Khaled or somebody like that because uh, mm. like he's like a household name. Well, I mean, he was a household name. He is a household name, uh, and he. I'm sure, uh, you know, if you're listening, Khaled, this is uh, this is not. <laughs> this is, this he's is definitely not, listening. Yeah, he's definitely listening. <laughs> avid, avid podcast listener. Um, uh, apologies if this is wrong, but I'm sure I've seen something where he said, you know, like he he doesn't he doesn't, as you say, do any of the music. He he licenses beats. He finds artists. He puts them yeah. together in the studio. He appears in a lot of the videos. Everything says DJ Khaled at the beginning of another it. Another you know, one. Another DJ Khaled. <laughs> yeah, and, and he's absolutely. He's like branding, marketing. He's like yeah, the figurehead yeah. of stuff. Um, is he? A, is he a DJ? I mean, does he jockey discs? <laughs> does he jockey discs? Because I mean, even Amazing. even I mean, that's the thing. The meaning of DJ has disappeared from all. Yeah. I mean, it's no longer it's no longer related to to yeah. the actual words that that yeah, the right. letters stand for. I mean, that's the thing. With all these things they've all they, they, they all they all meant something, they and all then did a new generation mean, yeah, of people exactly. decided that they were going to mean something else, and then you can either disagree with it. But if I wanted to call myself a producer. Because I have a creative impact on a record that I master, mm. you can't disagree with me. But because I've just called myself yeah, right. <laughs> exactly, exactly in the same way that everyone. <laughs> no, but, no, that's a really great point, Dan. Because everyone in 2010 got fed up with DJs calling themselves producers. The only people that got fed up with it were producers. But now, but then no what did they would... call themselves? They didn't say that. So is, is, did, did, is, does a DJ does a DJ uh, is there a, is there a bright line between uh, a DJ and a beatmaker? Well, I mean, again, in my it, mind, that's, there that's should the same be, revolution, but, isn't it? But, yeah, it's the same thing. Sometimes there isn't. I think. Right. If if you if you make a new thing, even if it's from someone else's art, mm -hmm. you're producing a new version of that art, which I guess is what a DJ does. But we all kind of again, we all kind of do that, but yeah. more conceptually, don't we? Like it's well, and when a composer you know. does it, it's it's called a quotation. But when and yeah. when a when a uh, you know when a producer does it, it's called sampling, and right. when a mm. DJ does it, it's called um, turntablism. Or you know, but yeah, all of yeah. them are taking little bits of ideas and yeah. just too many labels, man. Oh, oh we yeah, should get rid exactly. of all the labels. Yeah, just, man. Oh. Just like let's, let's just be free with our words. Let's just be ourselves, man. Everyone and saying what you do. <laughs> but again, but again, Stop this is me a, in a box, man, thing. You know, it doesn't matter. It, none of this matters until you get the email or the phone call that Dan did saying, "What would you like to be credited?" I think that is yeah. the sort of the big circle. The problem is, it, it makes nothing. None of this means anything. We can all mm. say whatever we want to say until it has to be written down on. Discogs or yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. a credit site, and and then that's where 
the person has the argument with Dan saying, no, I don't think you're the producer. And then having this conversation with them and yeah, still not understanding. Our, uh, our <laughs> listeners will, will assume that you wrote the music. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's actually, we come on to the issue of credits because the issue of credits is an, is an issue actually. Cause, um, mm. like things just like credits more in my experience, more and more things just don't exist as credits. Uh, because of like, I mean, I've submitted the last several things I've submitted to all music just haven't appeared. Right. And but, yeah. <laughs> but ones before that have. Right. Yeah. Um, and, you know, there's things like Spotify only recently started supporting credits. And even then, every nine out of 10 Nobody times I look, there's it. nothing in yeah. there um, because distribution haven't sorted that out either. Um you know, mm. and some of it is because of semantic issues. Some of this is also just because there's a lot of independent stuff happening and it hasn't gone through like that person who decides to do that thing just hasn't done it because they don't exist. Right. right. And increasingly a lot of independent stuff is happening. And when producers are, are kind of like work for hire people, uh, increasing, like more increasingly. So it maybe maybe we should talk about actually like how a producer comes in now, because like what I'm seeing now, if you look at sound better, for example, um, you know, like the marketplace of music producers, which is that, which is now owned by Spotify. Um, that is just a, you know, that's like Fiverr for music, music producers, right? It's and yeah. other things like Topliners and and what have you. That's a complete work for hire business, mm. right there. You know, they're just pay, they're just paid in. Uh, you know, they're hired into the job to do production, quote unquote, on that thing. So can they be credited as, yeah, that's a good point. So yeah. if you're hired to be, to, to produce a record, but you're just hired to do that one-off. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean... Do I, you forfeit your credit? Well, I mean, I, well, no, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I'm hired in one-off to record, mm. to record and produce somebody's record. I mean, I don't, I don't work for, I'm not employed by any of the uh, artists or organisations. Ah, uh. I th I think more in this context, Chris. Do you mean as in hired as a producer, as in someone who takes an artist's, for example, lyric top line, creates or facilitates a sound bed of yeah. beats, music, a particular mixes bit. it. Yeah, yeah. It's very. It's much. It's like a yeah. a much smaller step in the process. Producer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Other than an overall, like someone who's producing this record. Yeah. You know, and that's where like production starts getting broken down into bits, isn't it? And some mm. of those bits, are, some of us would argue are engineering. Some of those bits aren't. Um, and, you know, where. Cause it's I, just, like, yeah. I know more producer mixes than any other yeah, right. type of producer that we've mentioned today. Oh, I know more. Yeah, I know more producer slash things than producers. Yes. Way, yeah. way, way more. Um, well, that's because a lot of people are doing a lot of tasks. I was just thinking, like, I'm I, some somewhere. I think that the academy has got a official definitions of things, but I can't actually put my finger on it. But uh, Discogs, for example, have got definitions for their credit lists. Yeah, right. And I'm just scrolling down, looking for producer. They have all the things that we've spoken. It produces in the music industry. A record producer has many roles, among them controlling the recording session. That I do that. Coaching and guiding the musicians. Yes, that's me. Organizing and scheduling budget and resources. Yes. Supervising the recording. Yes. Mixing and mastering process. Yes, I'm usually doing all those things. This has been a major function of producers since the inception of sound recording, but 
in the latter half of the 20th century, producers have also taken on a wider entrepreneurial role. Mm -hmm. Now, nowhere in that does it mention a compositional aspect. Mm -hmm. Let's try and see what other things. Oh, and it has executive producers as well. Uh, Oh, no. You have to use executive. No. There's some some weird thing around it, but you know it, it it's it's odd. Like uh, I was thinking, because there's there's all these weird things like uh, you know a programmer and things like that, mm. uh, which I think historically maps cl- more, more closely to say a producer, which is like you you could have you could book a drum programmer or a synth mm-hmm. programmer or something, and uh, they would actually implement your drum ideas or your mm-hmm. synth ideas uh, i'm just seeing if i could see if they have programmer again like you said like some of these roles are just being condensed down mm. oh they actually have like, beats beats yeah. is a diverse role that signifies a contribution to the instrumental component of a track or release on some releases mm-hmm. it's synonymous with producer in others it can range from sampling to drum programming to playing traditional to typically percussion oriented instruments yeah, because in some genres, like rap-based genres and stuff like that, they they will have, like, it's almost like the rapper who's the artist and the beat maker is the yeah. producer. Yeah. So here they also have programmed or programmer. This is interesting because th- listen to this definition and think how many of the terms we've discussed this, this already incorporates. <laughs> Working a computer or electronic instrument in order to create a sound or a sequence of notes... <laughs> Right. So, uh, anybody writing um, any electronic music by themselves is, according to Discogs, uh, they should they should receive the credit programmed by, according to this. Mm -hmm. Oh, there's also sequenced by the act of programming a computer, drum machine, or other sequence to play a sequence of multiple uh, musical events. I mean, I think there's quite a lot of overlap in some of these things that feels like that's like a bit more of a verb though isn't it it's like a, it's not so it is again produce or music producer so it's, it's not having the word producer on its own just having you it has to be music hyphen producer is just so when you're credited you don't have to have 50 titles after yourself yeah i mean that's why i think that's when they say you know it's like it's a broad um mm. a kind of palette of 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 actions skills and and responsibilities i guess that's interesting Hmm. yeah this is it is quite interesting you know this uh, reading the reading this list that's definitely something put put it in the show notes discogs credit list but i'm i'm sure there's an academy one as well so um Hmm. you know the the people who the people who do the grammys because when you when you when you uh uh when you go for a grammy uh nomination you have to be nominated in a particular category and that uh, is uh, mm-hmm. defined um, so that everybody can't go for everybody can't mm-hmm. put all records in all categories <laughs> otherwise that wouldn't, that wouldn't <laughs> make sense um, so I think and those are fairly well established and, I, and now thinking about that I think I may have sent that list in this discussion that I was in, in, in this in this debate over what I should be called earlier I mean I, mm. I think certainly uh, Discogs would back me up. Let me just see mm-hmm. if if that record is in Discogs. 
it is. Okay, <laughs> let's see. <laughs> what, are you, what, what, what are you doing? Am I? Am I? Oh, on it? oh it's not. It's not. Uh, it's not warp. It's mushy, mushy. Right. Let's have a look. Uh... Drum roll. It's the track list. Where is the? I don't know. I don't know how to use this. Um, I want to find the credits. It's got all the track information, all the different versions. How you know it's available on this, that, and the other. You know, it's on an album, mm -hmm. double album, or CD, or da da da. Uh, mate, that's very frustrating. Is it's the record that I was thinking about is here, but it's not got as far as I can see any credits. Huh. Yeah, um, it was too complicated, obviously, and they just gave up. Oh well, they've got they've got the credit. They've got three credits for for the for the com they've got the co two composers and one performer. Uh, right. I think maybe just uh, maybe maybe this just the stuff hasn't been put in. Let's. Uh, uh, what was the other thing that you said? All music. Hmm. Let's have a look on all the music. I do think, though, because some people might have gone, oh, why Why would you have this discussion on the podcast today? And I think we've illustrated why there is no cohesive credits system anywhere because it is not as simple as everyone thinks it is to just have a database with everyone's names in it. Well, yeah, they don't, because... the data doesn't just magically appear, does it? Someone has to do exactly. that job. Yeah. You know, and so in, whose job in, is that? And to have this... Is yeah, it also... job? I, it, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I appear to have failed. Um, uh... yeah, it's, in, it's, all, it's in all music. Let's see. Credits. <laughs> yeah. Mate, it was your job three, to do the credits. There's only three credits. And I'm not... I'm, not, not, um, I'm none of them. But I know <laughs> that my credit is on the... It's on the actual... Um, Oh, this is bizarre. Okay, this, this, this is turning into a slightly weird... Um... It's great podcast Yeah, content. exactly. Uh, exactly, exactly. Oh, hello, what's that? I'm just wondering if I go to... <laughs> the actual record company. <laughs> do, do, do. Oh, it's in stock. That's nice. Uh, hey, oh, yeah, yeah. It I better mean, be This was years, and years and years ago. I mean, I, uh... oh, it's been, it's been... You can now buy the double, uh, uh, double album for... Quid less, let's oh no, that's just a shop. Oh, okay, fine. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> so we can't, we we can't get the answer. We can't get the answer because somebody, let's say the executive producer, someone who wasn't me. <laughs> um, well, actually, I mean, obviously the that's the record label. Somebody from the record label mm, hasn't yeah. actually put the credits. You haven't yeah. submitted the credits. And actually, this yeah. is another point that I think you were you were sort of heading towards this before there was a slight digression. Um, it's a real issue because I I think my credits are absent in huge numbers of places, because if you search like stuff that I've done, you find almost nothing. And you say, well, that yeah. oh, I've been doing it for years. I, there's loads of stuff. I've got a whole shelf full of records here that've got my name on. Yeah. them. they don't appear in any online. Who has to do it? Do I have to sit down and send each each one individually? You know. Well, on on Discogs, like I've seen, sorry, but like on Discogs, I've looked at things, and I'm increasingly seeing the people who care most about the credit, which I find are engineers a lot these days, are posting them themselves. Can in... you do that though? But then it'd be an unreliable source of. It takes ages. It takes literally months for sometimes them to clear through, oh, okay. and no one can figure out. But on Discogs, I think now yeah. they they just exist as pending, but they're visible publicly mm. like I've until got loads the... of loads of discogs credits it turns out okay <laughs> so but i i haven't done any if that makes right. sense I, th I think it is down to if you're if the 
music is released through a label which have a good system for yeah. doing the rounds as it were on all the sites to, to submit it then you really have a you don't have a problem the problem exists is when you don't know how yeah. the label mm-hmm. does it and then you don't have access to it so even if you want to do the work because it benefits you as an engineer to have credits you still can't right do it and even then as as chris said like it's not validated so then who believes it i wouldn't believe and, it if i knew that you could just anybody could just upload it exactly know? well i was having this, i was having this exact conversation with an engineer recently and, and and we both basically came to the conclusion that the best place for our credits were our own websites yeah, yeah and then definitely. the people looking at your website have to decide themselves whether you look respectable or trustworthy or not mm. And whether or not to believe you, and some people might say, "Oh, well, that's not that's not one hundred percent legitimate." And you go, "Well, as is nowhere else." So, well, also says says who like who's, who's God here? Yeah, exactly. like like yeah, exactly. you know exactly. At the end of the day, you know, especially now, like the vast majority of for let's say the vast majority of the uploads that go up to Spotify, sixty thousand a day. Are not yeah. through record labels, obviously. Exactly. Like that is, yeah. and that's. So that's how many did you take up a day? Sixty thousand. Sixty thousand. Okay. Distro, Distro Kid distribute distributes a million a month. Is this like YouTube, where sort of like eighty percent not... of YouTube hasn't even been viewed once? Or something? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, definitely. Like, and that's, but that's not counting that is the current, podcast. That's as current well. reality. Current, like mm. you know, not like you know. At the end of the day. Um, you know that's most independent you know even even if you look at revenues independent is growing 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 Mm. like and obviously that's just because of current realities how you know the 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 production the process uh the if you like commodification of the production and distribution the process of of music and the way that redefines what a label is and isn't like you know that's hmm. i mean that's that's also a part of a part of this that we haven't talked about that much is why all of this def, you know stuff of definitions and stuff like that is constantly changing and constantly kind of uh expanding right because people need legitimacy of a role they perform yeah right or, or people like people like to have the le- legitimacy over yeah. a role they perform because why would you not because the moment good, it's good feeling a moment the moment yeah. an artist could just produce their own thing on the laptop is the moment they started producing being producers as well you know exactly uh uh yeah yeah i mean in a in an artistic sense yeah there was something a system that uh i can't i can't remember what the name is annoyingly um it was it's uh either supported by or um or initiated by uh image and heap which is like to try and Oh, the creative is, passport. Is that what it's called? Yes. Yeah, That's again. It was in that conversation I was talking before. Another engineer told me about that, and I was really excited because I was like, "Oh, this this looks yeah your digital better. identity." Yeah, it, it it looks better than anything else I've seen, but it looks it's very still beta as well at the moment. Um, yeah, I, I I am in it, but uh, let's have a look. What is it? <laughs> it's supposed to cut. It's supposed to. Um, <clears throat> uh, you know, unify all your your credit and like metadata for your music, right. and it's it's only verified information. Yeah, verified by. Uh, so it's verified by different. If I just open, find my uh, 
Aren't there a few ways it can verify? Yeah, there's there's a, there's a bunch of different things. Let's see. This is my public page, but yeah, it's just a decentralized it's a, it's a, it's a database. Decent, decentralized. Yeah, um, they will. There's there's a variety of verification services which are mostly your collection agencies, so like the PPL or yeah. IPN, or um, and then it says uh, you can here it says I should verify my ID with Yotti. I don't know what that is, but um, apparently my nationality and gender have been verified. Because uh, I guess once they know who you are, then any time your name appears on something you'll be asked yeah. is this you but then that's fine if you have an obscure or a name which is not common name because i don't know how yeah, it differentiates I'm not quite between... sure exactly how it uh it says i don't have any verified data click here to verify my id so i haven't mm. uh i haven't put my but again it's gonna have to come down to whoever puts the r on the internet still has the control whether that will link to you anyway sure because it's, it's still it, this this bridges the gap of how you stop people from making up credits for themselves, but it doesn't solve the issue of how someone who wants yeah, to how be you credited get your legit credits. But also, yeah. I just like I personally don't think that I I think we think that people are looking at credit lists when I think they're actually looking at other things, like in order to determine whether or not they trust that person, right? Yeah. But like, this is why I said the website makes more sense because if you can prove to someone to trust you via the way you operate and the way you yeah. are sure i mean then... i think that's true I, I think that's true in terms of getting hired but i think the issue here is more about getting paid isn't it well that's, you, a, that's you, a good point i mean but like a credit i mean given credit... that it's driven by collection agencies for example hmm. yeah sure i mean that's a little bit different it's a little bit i mean the you know you can still get paid in the credit you, in an absence of a credit, you know, at the yeah, end of the yeah, day. Yeah. But like, let's say you did some uh, drum programming on a uh, on a record for some particular purpose, and then suddenly that gets used to, I don't know, sell cough liquid or something, you know, and uh, and and it's been apparent that a large sum of money has changed hands somewhere. Um, should you be able, should you be able to access some of that? Well, that would be agreed. That would be agreed. Ideally, that would be agreed beforehand, whether they have points on publishing or points on the master mm. at the end of the day. Well, like, indeed, but then yeah, that yeah. information needs to be logged somewhere. And Yeah. Yeah, well... You can't just phone <laughs> someone up now, can you, and say, oi. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, if, you're, if, you, if you say, like, well, that's the thing, like this work for hire thing, um, they, you know, you could go on to Fiverr or something and say, yeah, I need you to play a bass line for me. Uh, if you're the bass player, what control do you have over that bass line after you've uploaded it? Yeah, I suppose if you agree to points or you agree to, but then how is that agreement? And how is that administered? Yeah. I mean, if there's no label, mm. uh, you know, you've just, you've just been paid for your Fiverr gig and then that's it. I mean, you've, it's, it's like a, it's no like anything else. It's like anything else. Yeah. You you agree to these things, you know, like contract law and all of that stuff. It's a contract. At the end yeah, of the day, yeah, like, but the so the old method of having having uh, that that you necessarily the old, but the method of having uh, credits and points associated to artistic endeavors, which when they're monetized, you can benefit from. I mean, that does that no longer make any sense? 
I just don't think it's normal as normal as it would would be. Like I just don't think that's normal no. in this new business. But it means the last you know. person holding the record before it makes the money is the person who makes the money. Yeah, but it's like it's like owning a company or something like that. You know, you don't give away equity of your company to everyone you hire or whatever who helps no. you make the company successful. You know, it's just in any other business, it's just like what's agreed is agreed. You know. Yeah. But but I suppose that is why you should be encouraged if you are a for hire person that you get paid a wage that you're happy that is what yeah. you will be compensated for no matter yeah. whatever happens with this record going on. Now you may choose to not be paid at all for record on the pretext that you have points or mm-hmm. a section of royalties from the masters, but then that's your decision at the time to make, isn't it? I mean, I've advised artists on this quite a lot where some, like a mixer or someone will ask for points. And I'm like, okay, cool. Well, whether or not you want to give them points, who's going to do that paperwork? Because yeah. we're not in a label here. Like someone's got to do that accounting. Yeah. Like, and and do know. the accounting in 25 years time. Yeah, yeah. Well, like continue to do that accounting <laughs> yeah. because even if you make yeah. point, you know, zero, zero, three on, on the stream, that some of those, you know, a percentage of that is owed to the person yeah 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 no no i don't know i think i've got this feeling we've we might have um discussed this or had done it done this story on the uh on the podcast previously but just in case not once i used to work for an orchestra and one of the things i innovated with them was um uh, agreeing with all players that all these records passed a a certain date we wouldn't bother distributing their royalties back to the players because it would literally be like it would take two days of faffing about in the office and we would be paying like the principal violinist a yeah. penny or two pennies more yeah. uh, in the next pay, yeah. you know, because the, the tiny trickle came back in once it was distributed over. So we just said, uh, we just wrote to all the players and said, you know, we're making like, you know, 75 quid a year from all records from 1980 backwards. Yeah. So could we just put all that in the Christmas party fund right. and save ourselves two days of, of admin? Yeah, um, for your yeah. five pence each. For, for yeah. Your, for, yeah, exactly, for money that you're, you're not even, you know, you don't even <laughs> know that it's going into your... Yeah, because yeah. it's um, many, many royalties yeah. just, like, they just aren't worth the row in the spreadsheet that they exist but, in, but, you know? Like, yeah, exactly. but, but then there's the flip side of that. So in the, it becomes massive in exactly, and some of the biggest things were like when in I can't remember it happened a couple of times in the late nineties, early two thousands that um, some artists used some very obscure R and B records from the fifties and sixties, and then became hugely popular mm-hmm. just from one sample being used. And I'm trying to think it's it's the Beyonce sample like that crazy comes love. from a. Yeah, I can't remember what the name of the original record yeah, is, but oh, like really they went one. back um, and they went they, they went back and had to say like the keyboardist of the session for that thing had royalties on that track. Does he have royalties that he should be collecting from the sample of the track he has royalties from in Beyonce's track? And we're not talking a couple of pence mm. now. Yeah, yeah, huge oh, it's, amounts it's, of um, money. Chi lights, are you my woman? Tell me so. Yeah. Uh, yeah, um, but they, a there's a very famous a string section as well. When is that the one with the is the string? No, that's section? the one where the entire thing is like. Uh, well, we can't play it, but it's like yeah. the whole ba da 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 da. Yes, da, da. yes. Like that whole yeah. chunk is just. Yeah. Uh, and, um, and the drum break afterwards 
is exactly the same. It's just got a, a eight to eight layered into the kick. Mm. Mm-hmm. But on the like, if you ha- if, if you if anybody has not already heard this, listen to Beyonce Crazy in Love or just play it back in your head, um, and then uh, Google Chi Lights. Are you my woman? In brackets, tell me mm. so, and you'll notice a peculiar similarity between yeah. the two. And and you know they're not but, alone. But again, that. but, but yeah. that was a forty-year difference or whatever yeah, yeah, it was huge, between the thing. And it's like, but again, Chris said, like, who's doing the play? So. When that happens for this artist who's made that song now and in 40 years, who, where's that trail going? And we think in the digital age, oh, everything's secure and everything's set and you can't delete it. And no, I think more things yeah. fall through the cracks yeah. now think, because no one has responsibility over it. I think people There isn't think, a filing cabinet yeah. in a physical office with someone sat next to it going, yeah. oh, yes, let me just check this the name of the address of the person we'll send them the check a, a really interesting website for people following these things is called whosample.com I don't yeah know if you use it. yeah but like and you, you realize you can like... see these chains of like how how complicated it must be to administer because it's like this is the original sample and it was sampled by this person and then yeah. that record was sampled by this person which was subsequently sampled by this and you get these yeah. chains it's like okay so when we're I'm like 10 down the chain who's getting the what fat... money from whom and is as the fat say, boy slim track and it takes um, it's a really famous track, and the entire song is one sample over and over again. That praise you? No, no, no. That yeah, that because that's the um piano the piano part that's very famous. Yeah, no. This is um, I think the original song is called like Chopped Tomatoes or something. Oh, the original sa- the the original sa- blah, blah, blah. the original song that was sampled. Yeah, no, but it's it's, it's not. Yeah, it's it's a different Fat Boy Slim song. Um, but it's a it's a it's a famous. I'm trying to think what the name of it is. I oh, yeah, just... I can sort of visit. Uh, I can envisage it on the back. But it's of the, it, it's like a Northern Soul album. record, 70s, late 60s, 70s record, and, and it's a guitar riff. It's very very famous. But again, that record absolutely blew up after he sampled it. But again, it's like it's so obscure that unless you're really into that kind of music, you have no idea. And then suddenly, all these artists are going, "Hang on a minute." This isn't fifty quid coming through my door anymore. Mm. I should be getting fifty grand through my door, or whatever. And and then suddenly oh, everyone sliced cares. Sliced tomatoes is in uh, the Rockefeller. Is yeah. in the Rockefeller skank. Yes, yeah. It, it, it's it's the principal guitar riff, the, the the hook that drives the entire song. Well, you know, the original record is only more successful on the back of my usage of it. So you probably owe me money, like sure. you know, like or, or whatever. <laughs> like you know, what I mean, it's like. Uh, I mean, actually, sampling notoriously like is an issue. That's not something that's solved, actually, because not only is there the complicated issue of like because statutory rates for like mechanicals and stuff like that are not designed for uh, divisions of things or der- mm. derivatives of things, right? They're just mm. not like it's because it just hasn't been updated in yeah. that way. Um, because how on earth would you do that anyway? How on earth would you yeah. standardize? the uh the issue of rights and uh you know royalties of samples of things because you're not just sampling and recording you're also sampling a musical work so so yeah, there's yeah. publishing there's and the recording in there and the, yeah exactly. yeah exactly so then there's yeah. like okay cool well how do performing performance royalties get split up how do mechanicals get split up don't get me started on neighboring rights you know like it's not mm. like everyone's assuming or 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 looking for a really perfect system when it really really isn't it's just it it just comes back down to like 
it you know that's why things go to court right that's why things mm. become stories because there isn't this system right uh increasingly so there isn't a standard standardized way of yeah. doing anything and that's why you need you need a producer to take care of us all for you yeah right <laughs> definitely <laughs> Definitely. So, um, yeah, so, well, but I mean, are we saying that that is, yeah, so in, 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 in a traditional context that some element of the producer's job would be then to clear the samples and yeah, you know, administer yeah. those, those things. I mean, I certainly would never want to get involved in that. That sounds a lot of admin. I don't yeah. see Rick Rubin doing that anytime soon though. The producer hires someone to take care of it. There we sure. go. Okay. But, maybe. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But if you're a bedroom producer, if you are in your if you're in your own house doing your own thing, mm. uh, and you are the you know you are both composer, beat maker, drum programmer, producer, executive producer, you know lead violin, you're all of those elements on the on your same record, um, and the principal artist, do you hire somebody to take care of that, or do you just think oh, I hope that will take care of itself? I mean, I know that. Yeah, I know that. If is you, the if you even think, if you even think of the issue, yeah, would you even? Yeah, would yeah, you, yeah, yeah. Like uh, we're assuming, I, and I think mm. that percentage is dangerously low. Like I think point one percent of people would think about that issue because it doesn't exist. Why would it have existed to them if it hadn't existed to them as an issue prior to that? I think time yeah, that anyway. actually rounds the whole thing quite nicely, Chris, because you could actually say. Yes, you can do all of this stuff, like all these roles in the industry, you can do yourself. Everything we've discussed today, because you can mm. do it. But will you have the best art at the end of it? Will you have the best fun and creative enjoyment doing all those things yourself or by yourself? So is the, is, is the reason to have a producer or to delegate these roles, it's not just about responsibility, but also the act of creating art with other humans is more fun and enjoyable and less stressful than mm. doing everything yourself and actually you could sort of say with every role we discuss every iteration of a producer we've discussed today mm. kind of serves a purpose because in every single one of those projects that role has come out of necessity because of someone not wanting to do it on their own or not wanting to have to do that and everything else yeah or in some cases trying to separate the art from the admin so that the artist can yes. focus on the yeah. art and less on. i don't want to worry about that i want to worry about this yeah hmm. what do you think put it on a stamp to jess envelope and send it to unlock your sound po yes. box yeah exactly that's the sort of thing. yeah <laughs> I don't, I... if someone does have a it's very succinct answer for this question. Please do get in contact because it's. I, I'd love to hear what people, what what. Because I'm sure every single person, if we had guests on, every single person would have a slightly different idea of what producer is, and maybe that is the answer to the question that producer is a constant fluid. Yeah, or perhaps title. perhaps a better way of perhaps a better way of doing it would be to say if you identify any aspect of your work as being that of a producer. Mm. Um, say what it is that you do when you're great when you yeah. when you identify in that way as mm. i did yeah. <laughs> yeah. do do that thing but do it with more people yeah well as a producer of this podcast chris um should we uh wrap it up there <laughs> yeah let's let's wrap it up there you do um, the credits i'll sort the royalties out yeah um, right yeah cool and i won't worry yeah, about you... any of those things 
Now, who's, the, who's the executive producer? Uh, Chris, it's, Chris it's, is it's older. It's the person so, who pays uh, all the money, isn't it? <laughs> Chris. <laughs> no, one, no one's no, doing anything. No one's. No one's <laughs> <laughs> all, this, all, this, um, all this money that we keep hearing so much about. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah seems an enormous amount of work in distributing what is sometimes a very limited amount of money. Well, there yeah. you go. Yeah. Uh, very good. All right, then. Yeah. All right. Well, lovely mm. to see oh, you all. Cheers, guys. Yeah. Have you, oh, done. Do that again, Chris. Uh, what? Pavey. Drink from your turn. Your, oh, you've got branded, branded Chris Pavey Mastering Mug. I thought I'd seen that. I thought that was something you were holding up. I, I only had for the last couple of years and probably been in every single podcast. Have you had it in every single podcast? <laughs> Are these widely available? No, they're not. They're not widely oh, okay. available. It's exclusive. Um, okay. They they may be available at some point to but only to only to people who write in with their with their definition of producer. Absolutely. Oh, see, Dan's always there with, with a call to action. That's all. That's why we have Dan on the podcast. <laughs> Orders unlock your sound branded mugs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Merch. <laughs> I mean, yeah. No, that's a whole. That's a whole. Po- that's a whole episode. Anyway, lovely to see you. All right, guys. Thank you so much. Thanks. Yeah.